Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 9, Section 3, Industrialization Spreads, Setting the Stage. Great Britain's favorable geography and its financial systems, political stability, and natural resources sparked industrialization. British merchants built the world's first factories. When these factories prospered, more labor-saving machines and factories were built. Eventually, the Industrial Revolution that had begun in Britain spread both to the United States and to continental Europe. Countries that had conditions similar to those in Britain were ripe for industrialization. Industrial Development in the United States The United States possessed the same resources that allowed Britain to mechanize its industries. America had fast-flowing rivers, rich deposits of coal and iron ore, and a supply of laborers made up of farm workers and immigrants. During the War of 1812, Britain blockaded the United States, trying to keep it from engaging in international trade. This blockade forced the young country to use its own resources to develop independent industries. Those industries would manufacture the goods the United States would no longer import. Industrialization in the United States As in Britain, industrialization in the United States began in the textile industry. Eager to keep the secrets of industrialization to itself, Britain had forbidden engineers, mechanics, and toolmakers to leave the country. In 1789, however, a young British mill worker named Samuel Slater immigrated to the United States. There, Slater built a spinning machine from memory and a partial design. The following year, Moses Brown opened the first factory in the United States to house Slater's machines in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. But the Pawtucket factory mass-produced only one part of finished cloth, the thread. In 1813, Francis Cabot Lowell of Massachusetts and four other investors revolutionized the American textile industry. They mechanized every stage in the manufacture of cloth. Their weaving factory in Waltham, Massachusetts earned them enough money to fund a larger operation in another Massachusetts town. When Lowell died, the remaining partners named the town after him. By the late 1820s, Lowell, Massachusetts had become a booming manufacturing center and a model for other such towns. Thousands of young single women flocked from their rural homes to work as mill girls in factory towns. There they could make higher wages and have some independence. However, to ensure proper behavior, they were watched closely inside and outside the factory by their employers. The mill girls toiled more than 12 hours a day, six days a week for decent wages. For some, the mill job was an alternative to being a servant and was often the only uh, other job open to them. Quote, Country girls were naturally independent, and the feeling that at this new work the few hours they had of everyday leisure were entirely their own was a satisfaction to them. They preferred it to going out as, quote, hired help, end quote. It was like a young man's pleasure in entering upon business for himself. Girls had never tried that experience before, and they liked it, end quote. Lucy Larco. Textiles led the way, but clothing manufacture and shoemaking also underwent mechanization, especially in the Northeast. Skilled workers and farmers had formerly worked at home. Now they labored in factories in towns and cities such as Waltham, Lowell, and Lawrence, Massachusetts. Later expansion of U.S. industry. The Northeast experienced much industrial growth in the early 1800s. Nonetheless, the United States remained primarily agricultural until the Civil War ended in 1865. During the last third of the 1800s, the country experienced a technological boom 
As in Britain, a number of causes contributed to this boom. These included a wealth of natural resources, among them oil, coal, and iron, a burst of inventions such as the electric light bulb and the telephone, and a swelling urban population that consumed the new manufactured goods. Also, as in Britain, railroads played a major role in America's industrialization. Cities like Chicago and Minneapolis expanded rapidly during the 1800s. This was due to their location along the nation's expanding railway lines. Chicago's stockyards and Minneapolis's grain industries prospered by selling products to the rest of the country. Indeed, the railroads themselves proved to be a profitable business. By the end of the 1800s, a limited number of large, powerful companies controlled more than two-thirds of the nation's railroad tracks. Businesses of all kinds began to emerge uh, as the railroads had. Smaller companies joined together to form a larger one. The Rise of Corporations Building large businesses like railroads required a great deal of money. To raise the money, entrepreneurs sold shares of stock or certain rights of ownership. Thus, people who bought stock became part owners in these businesses, which were called corporations. A corporation is a business owned by stockholders who share in its profits but are not personally responsible for its debts. Corporations were able to raise the large amounts of capital needed to invest in industrial equipment. In the late 1800s, large corporations such as Standard Oil, founded by John D. Rockefeller, and the Carnegie Steel Company, founded by Andrew Carnegie, sprang up. They sought to control every aspect of their own industries in order to make big profits. Big business, the giant corporations that controlled entire industries, also made big profits by reducing the cost of production of producing goods. In the United States, as elsewhere, workers earned low wages for laboring long hours, while stockholders earned high profits and corporate leaders made fortunes. Continental Europe industrializes. European businesses yearned to adopt the, quote, British miracle, end quote, the result of Britain's profitable new method of manufacturing goods. But the trouble sparked by the French Revolution and the Napoleonic Wars between 1789 and 1815 had halted trade, interrupted communication, and caused inflation in some parts of the continent. European countries watched the gap widen between themselves and Britain. Even so, industrialization eventually reached continental Europe. Beginnings in Belgium Belgium led Europe in adopting Britain's new technology. It had rich deposits of iron ore and coal, as well as fine waterways for transportation. As in the United States, British skilled workers played a key role in industrializing Belgium. Samuel Slater had smuggled the designs of a spinning machine to the United States. Much like him, a Lancashire carpenter named William Cockerill illegally made his way to Belgium in 1799. He carried secret plans for building spinning machinery. His son John eventually built an enormous industrial enterprise in eastern Belgium. It produced a variety of mechanical equipment, including steam engines and railway locomotives. Carrying the latest British advances, more British workers came to work with Cockerill. Several uh, then founded their own companies in Europe. Germany industrializes. Germany was politically divided in the early 1800s. Economic isolation and scattered resources hampered countrywide industrialization. Instead, pockets of industrialization appeared, as in the coal-rich Ruhr Valley of west-central Germany. Beginning around 1835, Germany began to copy the British model. Germany imported British equipment and engineers. 
German manufacturers also sent their children to England to learn industrial management. Most important, Germany built railroads that linked its growing manufacturing cities such as Frankfurt with the Ruhr Valley's coal and iron ore deposits. In 1858, a German economist wrote, quote, Railroads and machine shops, coal mines and iron foundries, spinneries and roll mills seem to spring up out of the ground and smokestacks sprout from the earth like mushrooms, end quote. Germany's economic strength spurred its ability to develop as a military power. By the late 1800s, a unified imperial Germany had become both an industrial and military giant. Expansion elsewhere in Europe. In the rest of Europe, as in Germany, industrialization during the early 1800s proceeded by region rather than by country. Even in countries where agriculture dominated, pockets of industrialization arose. For example, Bohemia developed a spinning industry. Spain's Catalonia processed more cotton than Belgium. Northern Italy mechanized its textile production, specializing in silk spinning. Surf labor ran factories in regions around Moscow and St. Petersburg. In France, sustained industrial growth occurred after 1830. French industrialization was more measured and controlled than in other countries because the agricultural economy remained strong. As a result, France avoided the great social and economic problems caused by industrialization. A thriving national market for new French products was created after 1850, when the government began railroad construction. For a variety of reasons, many European countries did not industrialize. In some nations, the social structure delayed the adoption of new methods of production. The accidents of geography held back others. In Austria-Hungary and Spain, transportation posed great obstacles. Austria-Hungary's mountains defeated railway builders. Spain lacked both good roads and waterways for canals. The Impact of Industrialization The Industrial Revolution shifted the world balance of power. It increased competition between industrialized nations and poverty in less developed nations. Rise of Global Inequality Industrialization widened the wealth gap between industrialized and non-industrialized countries, even while it strengthened their economic ties. To keep factories running and workers fed, industrialized countries required a steady supply of raw materials from less developed lands. In turn, industrialized countries viewed poor countries as markets for their manufactured products. Britain led in exploiting its overseas colonies for resources and markets. Soon, other European countries, the United States, Russia, and Japan, followed Britain's lead, seizing colonies for their economic resources. Imperialism, the policy of extending one country's rule over many other lands, gave even more power and wealth to these already wealthy nations. Imperialism was born out of the cycle of industrialization, the need for resources to supply the factories of Europe, and the development of new markets around the world. Transformation of Society Between 1700 and 1900, revolutions in agriculture, production, transportation, and communication changed the lives of people in Western Europe and the United States. Industrialization gave Europe tremendous economic power. In contrast, the economies of Asia and Africa were still based on agriculture and small workshops. Industrialization revolutionized every aspect of society, from daily life to life expectancy. Despite the hardships early urban workers suffered, population, health, and wealth eventually rose dramatically in all industrialized countries. The development of a middle class created great opportunities for education and democratic participation. Greater democratic participation, in turn, 
fueled a powerful movement for social reform. Thank you.